Hey, good afternoon, Pop fans. It's Bill from Pop Fan Rivalry once again. I'm bringing John back into the clubhouse. John's our, our residence Rays fan, just all around good dude. And you guys like listening to him based on the numbers. So, John, thanks for coming back in. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week. I feel feel well rested. I've had my time on the bench. I'm ready to ready to get out there. There you go. Day. You got the extra day rest. You're good. Exactly. You're good to go. Exactly. It was a long all-star break, so I'm chilling. <laughs> Yeah. So what, by the time you guys hear this, you guys are probably watching the home run derby. John and I are doing this on Tuesday beforehand. So, hey, listen, and we are going to go through with the Rays, the John's version of the midseason uh, breakdown. And, John, at the very end, I'm going to ask a very difficult question. I'm going to ask you to give a grade to the Rays and also defend it. So trust me, we'll, we'll have our fun in the sun here in a second. OK. But. First of all, let's lead into first things first. Tell me about we're we're more than halfway through the season statistically, but tell me your midseason report highs and lows. So, this this feels like one of the more roller coaster seasons in recent memory, at least for me. So I got I got a good bit of highs and lows, but okay. um, like I said in the uh, in the pre in the season preview, um, this season begins and ends with Wander Franco for better or worse. I don't like putting that much pressure on a twenty one year old kid. But all, all the hope, all the, all the hype, everything, all the presser was Wander this year. So my, my early evaluation of him is that he's hurt. He's been hurt all season, and that, that hinders him. He's not, he's not a powerful guy. He's not a guy that's going to hit 35 home runs, at least yet. He's still 21. So being hampered like that limits a guy who is a, like an 80-grade hitter. You're not going to be able to just poke the ball out if you're not swinging your best bat. It's that simple. Unless you're six five, Aaron Judge, right? Exactly, but Where, yeah, like that's effortless. Look at it. You're you're swinging a you're swinging a tree. Like Wander is swinging the Ichiro bat uh, <laughs> at this point in his career. And if you're not if you're not having bat speed, you're not rotating right. Like I'm no swing coach, but you're not you're, you're not like aiming at success. That is the best comparison I've heard. He's swinging a tree versus Ichiro bat. I love it. That I'm going to use that someplace. Someplace I'm going to be able to use that. We'll even trademark it. We'll say Johnny gave it to me in in Tampa. So here we go. Okay. So there there's your there's your highs and and what are some of the things that that I don't want to call them lows, but what are some of the things that have kind of just bothered you throughout well, this? I I'm pessimistic. In most cases, I'm pessimistic until proven otherwise with my sports teams. So I have I have a laundry list of things that I would consider lows. Um, I've never been one to complain about injury. I'm never one to root for injury. It's just part of sport. Right. But on the injured list right now, and we're, we're not a very star-studded team, so to have accolades on the shelf hurts. We have three all-star selections, two top 10 MVP finishes, a former number one prospect, two years in a row, three gold gloves and a platinum glove on the shelf right now. Those, those are all guys that are not contributing to the on-field product. Our two top home run hitters are on the shelf, or two top home run hitters from last year are on the shelf. And because of that, we have zero slugging. We have hit 80 home runs as a team, which is bottom 10 in the league. And for uh, for reference, the Yankees are number one in the league, and they've hit 146. Oh, so we're, we're in the bottom half in hits. We're in the bottom half in batting average. We're in the bottom 10 in team OPS, and we're in the bottom 10 in runs scored. It's been rough. Brett Phillips has a 37 OPS plus. Walls, Bruhan, and Zanino when he's healthy have a 50 OPS plus. So it has not been swell from the Tampa Bay bats. Yep. I, you know, every time I do one of these things and I talk about lows, most people, 
most people are talking about injuries and where it, I mean, and again, even talk out here, talk about the Dodgers. I mean, we got Walker Buehler on the shelf. We got Blake Trinan on the shelf. We got, I mean, name Chris Taylor fouled a ball off of his, uh, his foot. He's on the shelf. I, I mean, insert like the, right. you're absolutely correct in this assessment that you're making. You're at 100,000% correct. The, the good that. news is all the negatives are the bats, right? So yeah. our, our offense is terrible. Uh, we're swinging each row bats, like I said, but the, like, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. I had a whole, whole list. Um, Shane McClanahan is, yeah. it, I'll, I'll, I'll actually hold McClanahan for now. Jeffrey Springs is a reliever who we've started to stretch into the starting rotation. He's an 143 ERA plus in 64 innings this year. He's on the injured list right now though. So, but it's only 15 day. So he'll be back soon. Uh, Jason Adam, who has stepped into our key reliever role with Andrew Kittridge injured, has a 286 ERA plus in 35 innings. He has a 0.7 whip. That is awesome. That is what you like to see. Uh, Isak Paredes has an 144 OPS plus. He's had a 1.6 war in 46 games, and he's done what the Rays usually do, and they've taught him a position he's never played before. He has played uh, more than one game this year at first base, if I'm not mistaken. Never played first base ever in his professional career. So that's awesome. And then uh, Shane McClanahan, who, if you're uh, if you're watching this and you're not a big baseball fan, this may be the only guy you know on the Rays right now. He leads the American League in ERA, wins above replacement, WHIP, hits per nine, um, strikeouts, strikeouts to walk, ERA plus, and win probability added. So Shane McClanahan's the best pitcher in baseball, and he's the best person to touch baseball. And I will not be elaborating, and I'll not be defending my my claim. So. I, I love the pessimistic, but I love the stats that you got going. I mean, this is this is the best midseason report. Like you're just nailing it down. Boom, boom, boom. I love it. Oh, I went in, I went to baseball reference with a narrative I wanted to push. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it wasn't a narrative I was pushing. It's just the story. The story is we can't hit, but we can pitch. There and you go. I every everything fit that. This isn't me cherry picking. These are this is this is the story that's told. We we can't hit to save our lives. But Shane McClanahan's pretty good at baseball. That's pretty much the entire story of the season. Now, now, just for reference for those listening now, today, um, you know, you're listening on Monday morning or Monday, uh, the Home Run Derby Day. Last Monday, you know, John's telling us, hey, you know, we can't hit. Last Monday, the race scored 10 runs against the, uh, against the Red Sox. So on occasion, they put a couple mm-hmm. of hits together, right? On occasion. Every once in a while. Well, okay. but but then it'll be followed up with three games where we have one run and three hits. So, I don't. And if you're listening to this on the home run derby day, if you're listening to this and Shane McClanahan's not starting the All Star game for the American League, I'm crying in a corner somewhere. There you go. There you go. I'm I, very I upset. Make, I'm making the argument right now for Tony G or Clayton Kershaw. Right there, you go. You know, both of those guys. Tony G is 11 and 0, and he leads the. Um, he leads Major League Baseball in ERA, um, and then you've got uh, you've got Clayton Kershaw, who's just first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Right. And to do it in his own home park, why not? So, who is it for the uh, who is it for the National League right now? It's it's them two, and then I know Joe Musgrove is pushing for it. Joe uh, Musgrove's pushing for it, and uh, what's the kid uh, Max Fried over mm-hmm. in and and see, and I think they're going to start Max because. Who's the manager of the team? Uh, I know for the 
I know Brian, Dusty Baker's on one side. It's the the American League's Dusty Baker. Yeah, Brian Stanker, the the manager of the Braves. Well, I suppose so, that answers that Justin Verlander's going to start for the AL then, huh? <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. I wouldn't be mad at that. If it's Verlander, I'm fine. If it's Nestor Cortez, I'm 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 a soccer fan from now on. So. <laughs> Listen, I just hung up the phone right before this with somebody that was telling me that the all-star balloting is political now. Oh, it is. And, and I said, it always has been. I mean, the managers, why why are there five Braves? Why is Travis Darnot the backup catcher in the National League and mm-hmm. Will Smith isn't showing up? Why, you know, go ahead. The, the flip side of that is Austin Riley should be there in some capacity. Exactly. Why is Austin Riley there? Why isn't Freddie Freeman there? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I miss because I was a kid that would when I went to the ballpark, we went in the summer as a family and I would hoard ballots. I, I would take 40 home with me. So I miss actually punching out the ballot. But by doing it like that, you guaranteed that someone who was actually attending a baseball game was voting on. It. That's what's lost. Now you have the entire province of Toronto, the entire city of Toronto voting for Boba Shett over Xander Bogarts. It's True. it's. But we've seen that for years, like not not to cross boundaries, but in the NBA, Zaza Pachulia was a was an all star finalist every year because the entire country of Georgia would vote for him. You, yep. you see it everywhere. Yep, it, it happens everywhere, and it drives drives me batty. But I mean, Fernando Tatis has not picked up a bat nope. to hit at all this season, and he came in number three in all star validity. I'm like. Mm. Really, There's, Three, there huh? should be some so a mix, like in basketball, because of the Zaza Pachulia issue, the fan vote is a percentage of the actual vote. Right. It shouldn't be that managers pick the reserves and the starters, or managers pick the reserves and the pitchers. It should be the fan vote is a percentage. The fan vote guarantees one guy. So, like Mike Trout, or no, I think it was Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge guaranteed to be a starting outfielder, right? But the MLBPA should decide the other two. Yeah. It's, it should be somewhere around there. If we're, yeah, if we're yeah. nitpicking. Hey, where you are. So getting back to topic, because we could do this all night. Oh, for sure. Right. So tell me, so the, I mean, I think it's safe to say that the, the Yankees will probably win the division. They've got a 14 game lead, I think over Boston right now, but you guys are in the wild card race. In fact, I, I think you're in the wild card. I believe section. we're in a spot at the season end. Today. Yeah. Right. And so tell me how you hold that. And you get ground. So talk to me about the next couple, three weeks uh, of scheduling going into the break, coming out of the break. So it uh, well, so the next two series leading into the break, we're uh, we're finishing up uh, Boston. And then I believe we go to Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. Who's Uh, hot right now? Yeah. Okay. No. So Baltimore comes here. We go to Baltimore after the break. But so we finish up in the trap with Boston and Baltimore. Boston are important games. Those are high leverage games. Uh, we we need that standing. I want nothing to do with uh, with Baltimore right now because they have nothing to lose, right? Like if if they if they go down and they finish fifth in the division, it's an Orioles season, right? But if right. if they finish fourth and they gun down either us or Toronto or Boston, it's a win. They're, they'll throw a parade. Mm-hmm. They will throw a parade by Camden Yards if they if they don't finish in last. And that's not me bagging on the Orioles. That's me being realistic that you took down one of the best teams in baseball because the four, the four upper crust in the AL East are, are where it's at. So if Baltimore can come in and put a whooping on us, that's big considering I said it in the preview, 
we were 19 and one against them last year, I think 19 and one or 22 and one. So to win any games against us this year is, is literally an improvement Right. to come into the trop before the all-star break on as the hottest team in baseball and put a whooping on us is pivotal for the future of the team. Well, and, and what surprises me is they're only two games out of the wild card as of Tuesday night, the 12th, mm-hmm. right. Um, they've won eight in a row. Uh, I, and I will tell you this, there are two teams that major league baseball right now fans are sleeping on, unless you're in these two cities. And I'll tell you 2023, 2024, don't sleep on these teams. Do not sleep on the Miami Marlins. Do not fall asleep on the Baltimore Orioles. I want they the record have, to show that I've been on the Orioles. There you go. There you go. Hey, the record, make a note of it, right? <laughs> there, there is a note. If you go back, listen to my last episode with you, I said yep. the Orioles would be scary in two to three years. So maybe I was they late are. on it, but I recognized it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it is, it, they are phenomenal. They're, they're a young, scrappy team, but they're just, doing it a little sooner than everybody thought. Right? It's, it's all homegrown too. It's, it's the same thing mm-hmm. the Astros did. The Astros, when they, when they were doing their run, it was George Springer. It was Alex Bregman. It was Carlos Correa. Like these guys were Astros, right? They mm-hmm. were drafted as Astros. They were supposed to be the franchise saviors. And they ended up being. The same thing as Adley Rushman and Heston Kerstad and Grayson Rodriguez. It's, it's the same thing. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Hard question. Okay. By the way, who do you guys come out of the break against? You told so me going I into believe the break. We open uh, with Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. And then we go, okay. we go to Baltimore. Oof. Um, okay, uh, sorry. Kansas City, then Baltimore, then Cleveland. I okay. don't want, I'm fine going to Kansas City. I don't want to be in Baltimore. That's a four game against Baltimore in Baltimore. I don't want that. But hopefully, hopefully they've cooled by the end of the break. Kansas right. City doesn't bother me. That's those will be some of the most boring games of the year. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's gonna be no offense. It's gonna be pitching duels. Zach Greinke will be fun to watch. That's that's the end of the story against Kansas City. Watch us get railed sixteen to two. That's just <laughs> make a note of that too. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I I want I want I want my points if that's supercharged on FanDuel. I feel, I feel like I'm the dragon from uh, Mulan. Make a note of that. <laughs> it, I there's if if anyone if anyone needs bulletin board material on the Kansas City Royals, let let them know. I think Andrew Benintendi is going to go over four with two strikeouts. I think Andrew Benintendi is going to be a Yankee by the trade deadline. <laughs> and Bobby he, Witt's going to go over four with two strikeouts. There you go. All right, so I'm going to ask you the hardest question I'm going to ask you. All right. So we've covered your highs and lows. We've covered – we diverted to the political side of the all-star balloting, right? Um, then we talked about the scheduling, which you had readily admitted that the Orioles – you want nothing to do with the Orioles, and I don't blame you right now. They are I'd rather play Boston. And so now I want you to give a grade, a letter grade, to your team for the first half, but then defend it. All right, so – I think the best way to do a report card is to break it down. Uh, the bullpen has been a minus. Okay. Um, and that's all of this is going to be on uh, partially a curved scale with raise expectations. Like it, it's the, the okay. worst raise bullpen is still the best Yankees bullpen, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Make a note um, of that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've been great. You know, JP Fireisen, I think uh, had 19 innings pitched zero earned runs before he got hurt. Uh, Andrew yep. Kittridge was working through it, but 
still a returning all-star. And like I said, um, Jason Adam has been fantastic at the back end of the bullpen role. The Rays will always – death, taxes, and the Rays reclamation projects at the back end of the bullpen. Um, I'll never question the Rays bullpen pickups. They get, they get an A-minus for me this year. They haven't blown me away, but they've been, they've been good in the, uh, the adversity of the starters not being great and the lineup being terrible. No run support hurts a bullpen. So um, the rotation has been okay. I would give the rotation a B minus. Um, Shane McClanahan has been, by my money, the best pitcher in baseball. Um, Luis Patino pits one game. Shane Boz is still working his way back. Ryan Yarbrough is terrible. McClanahan's been awesome. Uh, Drew Rasmussen has been, as advertised, uh, we did the same thing that we did with Springs this year. Same thing with him last year. We stretched him out of a bullpen role. He's been as good as he was last year, so that's awesome. Jeffrey Springs has been a delightful surprise. Um, so, I mean, there's guys. Corey Kluber is still eating innings productively. There's There's been guys that are productive arms in the bullpen, and I would feel comfortable at this point if the season ended rolling out McClanahan, Rasmussen, Springs as a as a three in the rotation for, uh, for the playoffs. I'd feel comfortable with that. I think that's a big testament to the success of the rotation. I'd give them a B minus for sure. Okay. And then the lineup has been atrocious. I, huh. I, I touched on it earlier and I, I don't want to dump on anybody because I love all the dudes. I love everyone on the Rays. I truly, there's, there's no one on the team that I don't like. Uh, so if God forbid anyone hears this, I don't want, I don't want it coming back that you guys have been trash, but you guys have been trash, you know? Um, it's, it's bad. We're, like I said earlier, we're, we're bottom half in some things. We're bottom 10 in most things. That's just not winning baseball. I don't care how good your pitching is. You know, a timely hits aside, you need runs, especially in the playoffs, because as good as our rotation is, the one aside from us is going to be just as good. You you have to put runs up against teams. You have to put runs up against the best pitchers on those teams. And we haven't done it against anybody. So that's a good call. So your overall grade for the offense is D plus. D plus. There's okay. there's been bright spots. And that's me being harsh. You know, I had I had big expectations. I love Brandon Lau. I haven't seen him at all this year. Um, I was hoping for Wander, not even power, but just to bat 300 at the top of the lineup. That's gone. Randy, Randy has been rough. Mike Zanino, when he was healthy, is a very much below average bat. It's been, it's been really tough to watch. So I think, I think a D plus is more than fair. Okay. And I'd like to acknowledge the bright spots. G-Man Choi and Yandy Diaz have been awesome this year. Better, better than advertised. Our corner infield has been, has been really much better than I expected, yep. despite Yandy Diaz being the biggest guy in the league and not being able to hit a home run. Yep. So your overall grade, if I did the math on this, is a C plus. I was thinking C flat, but I'll take C, C plus. plus. Okay. okay. I think we deserve whatever the Red Sox have. Objectively, I think we've been as good as a team as the Red Sox have been. I think. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Think, I agree. Go ahead. I'm and sure. they, they had – no, I, I interrupt you all the time. I'm sorry. No, but, you're you're they've, good, man. The Red Sox had massive growing pains at the beginning of the season, but they they've sort of they sort of hit their stride. Trevor Story found a spot in the lineup. JD Martinez has been great this year, if I'm not mistaken. Xander Bogarts should be starting the All-Star game at shortstop. We haven't done that yet. We we haven't hit our stride offensively. But, but the Rays are, have always been a second half team, and the AL East has always been a second half meltdown. So we we may not win the division. We're going to make some noise on the way towards the top in this second half. And I'm a firm believer in that as pessimistic as I've been the entirety of this episode, I have nothing but faith 
that something's going to change. Wander's going to come back. Brandon Lau's going to come back. And this team's going to hit a run. I have nothing but faith. And if I'm wrong, let the record show I was wrong. Make a note of this. Make a note. Um, I, you know, it's good. And I say this all the time. It's good for baseball when big market teams are in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dodgers, Yankees, you know, even Detroit, whatever. It's also great, not good for baseball, but it's great for baseball when you have teams that are, um, that have had successes over the last two, three, four years, which is the the Rays currently, Mm -hmm. for them to continue that success because it puts them on the map. Again, go back to Toronto, uh, 92-93, right, where they win the World Series um, back-to-back years. That put them on the map. Before that, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of love for the Blue Jays, right? And so I like your assessment of that. And And I really think... I think you guys will stay in a wild card position. I wish that there was the opportunity for you guys to make a good run, but it's just so doggone hard right now. I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees have got a 14, 15 game lead, I think, on you guys. So if you're starting, you know, with with 79 games left to play, give or take, mm-hmm. and you've got to overcome a 15 deficit, that's a lot. I, I have zero expectation of winning the division. Yeah. Um, I do but, expect to absolutely throttle them. When we see them in the playoffs, though, there you go. I, I want, Make I want, I want, I want seven games of Yankees. Yeah, there you go. In the stadium, it. though, because God, do they own us in the trout? The last, the last two Rays games, two of the last three I've been to, have been Rays Yankees games, and it is just abysmal to go to. And I can only imagine how much worse that is in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's trust oh. me. Going, going to a playoff game is something special. When you walk away and your team loses, it's not so special. Especially when you're outnumbered in your own stadium, like yeah. Ugh, <laughs> the, the last the last one I was at was Rays Yankees, and it was the Manny Margot game. Yeah, uh, when he got hurt and Garrett Cole carried a no hitter into the eighth, that was that was a tough environment. And we 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 tie it up, and then Margot gets hurt on a deep drive by Hicks, and they take the lead, and we get closed out. It's just, ugh, I, it sucks to be outnumbered in your own stadium. I like yeah. like going to games where we play like Detroit more. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 <laughs> so last year I went to two, I went to back to back playoff games. Mm-hmm. One of the games was uh, the game where the Braves just dominated the Dodgers. I think they beat them like eight to one. It was terrible. It I was, can't. it was the most miserable thing. I had me two Dodger dogs. I had my nachos. I was a happy person physically, mm-hmm. but emotionally it was like, oh, oh this sure. sucks. The next game I go to, the next night, Chris, uh, it was when Chris uh, Taylor hit three home runs. Okay. And the Dodgers better. ended up just demolishing him. I'm like, all right, redemption. Then we go into Atlanta and get our, our butts handed to us. And so, yeah, I trust me, there's there's a lot of emotional roller coasters. But I can tell you this right now. If you go to a Dodger game in October in the playoffs and you're a Dodger fan, you're not outnumbered. Not a Dodger stadium. Mm-hmm. Not a Dodger stadium. No, 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 no. no. Against- hey, Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Against most playoff teams, the Rays will be outnumbered in the uh, in the wild card in the ALDS. Well, but you know, with the new with the new format, it makes it a little bit more exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, with the new format, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit because I'm I'm waiting to be watching um, the uh, the Lions lose on Thanksgiving Day in the seventh game of the World Series. We keep pushing everything back, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's ridiculous, right? And so imagine for for one second we de- 
you know, digress a little bit here, but imagine if the Rays are playing, actually imagine if Cleveland is playing the Rockies in the world series. How warm is that going to be in November? Mm -hmm. In either place. No, exactly. Exactly. In either place. Neither one of them have no, you're in the trop. First of all, it's not that cold in the wintertime, but at least you're in a dome. You go to Cleveland. Nah, come on. No. Not, now imagine yeah. the Rays having to play the Rockies in the World Series. No, 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 no. I mean that's it's no, no. You you see the same in football, so right. I'm a Dolphins fan, and you see Miami having to go to like Foxborough at the end of the year. It's the same thing. You're just not ready. Yeah. And the flip side of that is the Patriots having to come to Miami in like October, and it's forty degrees hotter. Like, yeah, you're like, come on, come on, right? So, yep. Well, top fans, this is fun. Uh, John and I can do this all night. You guys will probably, I don't want you guys to fall asleep in your cars driving, listening to this, going, these guys are great, but man, oh man. Um, John, thank you so much for joining the podcast again, giving us your report card. Honestly, I thought it was phenomenal. I appreciate it. Thought it was Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Glad to have somebody listen to me complain about the race. There you go. Top fans, uh, by all means, uh, like, tell us what you think this Obviously, we'll drop on Monday. Um, it'll drop on Monday the 19th. So take a listen. Tell us what you think. Uh, if we miss something, let us know. But, John, mm-hmm. we'll have you in the clubhouse again here pretty quick. I'll be here. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.